we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see you Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot and bravo I'm Eddie Estrada. And I'm Matthew McFarland. How are you, Eddie? I'm doing okay. Uh, getting over <laughs> a little cold. Yeah, me too. Um, y'all, we're not filming ourselves this week. Um, we do not have COVID. Let me just say no, that. No, we got right tested. Away. Yeah, we got tested. We're negative. But there is a cold going around New York, and we definitely have it. Um... But, you know, they say when you're not feeling well, you do whatever you can to make yourself feel better. And this is... Why the hell am I doing this? No, I'm kidding. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about, talking about Bravo is... It brings... Watching Bravo, talking about it brings so much healing. joy. It's very healing. So um, we're here uh, over the airwaves, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're not going to cover Winter House. <laughs> we're just yeah. putting that up front right now. We missed it again. We missed it again, and uh, and we know we're terrible, but we're, we're we got a lot on our plate right now. But I there's too many new people to learn about. I just need to like stay with what I know for right now. Yeah. Um. And I don't even know if we'll get to it next week either. Now that I think about it, because I'm gonna be out of town for a wedding where I will have no time to record. So and I'm leaving for Memphis today. But we 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 will get to it. And honestly, from what we hear. We by the time we get to it, we will then have plenty to talk about. Maybe we'll do like a mid-season catch-up and then finish out the season. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Again, the people that are watching it are telling us that we can, we can, we can wait. So we trust our sources. We trust our people. Um, BravoCon had so many good little juicy tidbits. We can't go over all of it now, but no. But as we hit each I'm show, I'm sure everyone saw yeah, it. Yeah, as on. we hit each show, we'll we'll just we'll we'll throw out some some highlights of some stuff that we we saw. Um, some stuff that I even watched this morning, just catching up on, on the news of the week. Yeah. And also just so that y'all know, basically, if you didn't go to BravoCon, you didn't miss anything from what we can tell because, um, every watch what happens live this week are the special watch what happens lives that they had at BravoCon. And if you have Peacock, which most of us do, I think if you are a Bravo fanatic as well, yes, they have a few of the different panels. I think they have Below Deck. They've got Ultimate Girls Trip. They've got Southern Charm. So I know check Andy out that. did his revolving door, like the mystery door yeah. special again. Um, so all of those that went to BravoCon, hope you had a good time. We'll be there next year. We will. We will. We promise. Uh, but let's get into it. Do we want to start with Married to Medicine and then move on to the three housewives? housewives? That yes. sounds fantastic. All right. Married to Medicine. You know, I really appreciate... Dr. Jackie continuously bringing up the healthy sex talks in this group, because I think it's important. I think that she has found in her marriage that it's very important given what she and Curtis have gone through. And so it's always nice to see the couples connect on this way. I'm glad they included quad because I was afraid that they, because last week it sounded like, all right, everyone but quad, we're going to have a special treat. Um, But uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun and it was a light way to start the episode for sure. Yeah, I think I was laughing with Eugene being like, again, another one of these? Really? I know. It's like every year they have to get sex therapy. It's like they should know what they're doing by now. <laughs> but I did think she brought up a, the, you know, the, the coach brought up a good point, uh, you know, that there's a, lots of different ways to have 
healthy sexual relationships. Two sums, three sums, four sums, and more sums. I thought that was very funny. But I think her biggest point was um, you really need to talk to your partner and ask them to tell you what they want, what they need. And I think that was her biggest message to hit home for these for these folks. Um, but let's get to the good stuff. So Quad and Heavenly are just never going to get it, right? They're never going to get it. I'm just kidding. But they're not going to, they're never going to really understand. Like, it's so funny listening to them talk about, especially Quad, talk about accountability, owning your shit, um, being honest, uh, not being insecure. When I think that they are arguably the two most insecure ladies in this group. Yeah, I mean... Heavenly, I think, is a different situation, which we'll get into with the whole thing with her and Contessa. But with Quad, I mean, it it seems like Quad is bringing up the Toya stuff to deflect from her own rumors. I think she's very insecure about the situation and the stories that are being put around town from people with credible sources like Simone that she was sleeping with her contractor. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm a woman who made myself. I don't need to be, like, paying around for my JJ anywhere kind of thing. I mean, she went on... For an hour. An hour. An hour. You know, doth protest too much, honey. I mean, just a little bit. And the thing is, is that she has always had it out for Toya. Always. And Toya's only ever had to respond to the BS that Quad has put out. And granted, Toya sometimes, I mean, if you you mess with Toya, she will come for you and she'll come harder sometimes. Yeah. you don't mess with Toya. Toya was the MVP of this weekend. Every I agree. time people brought up the healing moments of the weekend, Toya was involved. And I think that she was even ready when, you know, when she and Simone and Quad were sitting down after everyone left uh, the uh, the sex therapy session, Toya was ready to have a meeting of the minds. Like, you were the one spreading the rumors or repeating the rumors that you heard, which is spreading rumors. And you were the one that wanted, is it Zayna? Zaina, yeah. Yeah, you were the one that actually invited her to your party, knowing what she had to say. And then Quad just wants to throw it back on her and say, well, you're spreading rumors about me and whatever. And Simone said, no, no, I was the one that did that. And I actually appreciate Simone saying, no, I had a good source that told me that. And the only reason why I brought it up is because you're the one bringing up all this other stuff about other people, including Toya. And again, Quad doesn't want to sit and be accountable. I love the next day when she, I mean, she fully threw Anila under the bus in her confessional saying Anila was the one that really started all this. Yeah. And then the next day sat with Anila and her husband and said like, well, we've all been hurt. We all have a lot to work on. I mean, Toya, we just, we got to work it out. It's like, no, it's never going to get worked out unless you're going to own your shit. And I don't see Quad ever doing that. Again, I, I don't know why I love her so much still, but Quad really bummed me out this episode. Um, you know who also disappointed me a little bit was Dr. Jackie being on Heavenly's side in the contestant Heavenly fight because I think Heavenly really is the only one at fault here because at the end of the day, what Jackie was trying to say was Contessa let Heavenly in and then all of a sudden decided she didn't want to let Heavenly in anymore. And that was because Heavenly was taking what she was, you know, expressing to her. Yeah, she was having a few problems in her marriage. But like she said, that is the father of my children. That is my husband. That is the man I love. Same. You would do the same exact thing for daddy. Oh, so 100%. like percent. And Simone said it perfectly at the end of the episode. And this is where she and Jackie st- don't connect as friends to this day is if I tell my girlfriend something in confidence, especially if I love and trust that friend, I'm going to say things that. I'm going to say all kinds of things to that person in a venting situation. Like I'm, I'm going to confide in them all of my deepest, darkest little thoughts because like 
I just want it out of my system, but also like, I just want to express myself. If I can't do that freely, knowing that they're going to take it and weaponize it against me later online in front of everyone, like that's not a friend. And you know, I, I really, and I really want to push back on this idea that like, like that Heavenly and Tessa both said and did things that hurt each other. No, they did not. Heavenly came for Contessa and Contessa's only defended herself and her marriage. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And has, has, has said valid things about Heavenly's behavior. And I, 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 I understand Dr. Damon's intentions are good, but he keeps saying all this stuff about how the women have to act better. It's like your wife needs to act better. She is the worst of all of them. You have to be a better spouse to her and call her out and say, you are the one that's, but I think he's afraid of her. I think everyone's afraid of her, but like, that's not, that's That's not a way to live. It's not a way to live. I, I, I just thought it was ridiculous, but I did love the, Come, literal come to Jesus moment at the end when they all had that Sunday service outside. I thought that was really nice. You know, I mean, the heavenly was still running her mouth during the like, go hug a friend and tell them like, you're there for the moment of the, the service, yeah. which I was like, heavenly, really? You're the least heavenly. I say it all the time. She's the least heavenly one there. She's the one that will say, Oh, I've got Jesus. I'm here. And then she goes and never, never preaches what does what she preaches. You know what I mean? Never practices what she preaches. It's really, it's really annoying to me because at the end of the day, I think, you know, she should have a little bit more grace for those around her, but she's so hard headed. She's so damaged completely. It's, it's, she's just never going to learn is she's a child. She's just, she's, she is Ramona. She's stunted. No, she is 100% a remote They're stunted a remote because of the, the abuse that they had as, in a ch- as a child in their life. And it's they're just never going to get over it. No. And they're going to never I realize mean, that they're I'm wrong. very excited to hear that there's a three-part reunion. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a, there is a lot to talk about. Um, I think Quad and Heavenly are in for it. I think that... I think people are coming hard with facts and figures against well, them. Well, I guess at the BravoCon panel they were saying it was giving reunion vibes it was one of the best panels people said was the married to medicine panel and i think the married to medicine panel is on peacock which i want to watch but they were pulling out phones they were pulling out receipts even simone was coming after quad and being like simone was like i was the one who heard the rumors like i have proof i've got valid proof and quad was coming after her all right contessa was calling out heavenly showing stuff on her phone her and heavenly were showing people in the audience stuff on their phones well anila and i'm i'm dead that anila and quad got polygraphs for the reunion. Well, we're going to have to see about it. And Anila. I love that Toya's like, that's not admissible in court. None of that. None of that. But there's a reason why they don't allow that in court. Yeah. Cause you can, f- it's so easy to fool a polygraph. Yeah. They have <laughs> technology is not perfected at yeah. all. Sociopaths, especially cause they don't feel guilt. So their heart rate's not going to rise. Right. So there's not going to be any change in the polygraph for a sociopath. And everyone's a little bit of one on, on these shows, you know? No one is Jax Taylor, but... Oh, true. But yeah, a great season of Married to Med. I'm excited for the three-part reunion. And uh, yeah, it was lovely. I just need some real friends. Who said that? I can't remember, but I was dying. I was like, oh, no, that was the, that was, that was the sort of the mantra that kept saying, like, I, what I need is some real friends. And remember, he kept asking oh, them yeah, to repeat yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. All right. Should we move to Potomac? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay. So it started again at the Celebration of Life Taco Party Festival Supreme Extravaganza that um, Karen Huger was throwing. 
I did not realize that Sharice wasn't invited, but kind of like got a background I invite. I did not know either. And I forgot the the reason they were they had beef, uh, Sharice and Karen, was because Sharice was spreading rumors about Ray stepping out and about. And I'm sorry, if I were Karen, I would do the same thing. We haven't spoken in years because of shit you said about me. And now you're only being nice because you want to come around because you want to be on the show again. You want your 15 minutes. Yeah. If I'm Karen, I'd be like, uh-huh, okay. I don't begrudge her. I don't begrudge Karen that at all. At all. Well, I am glad that she was, uh, you know, accepting of Sharice being like, I'd love to get together and talk things out and get back into your life. Yeah. Which she did not have to do, to be no. fair. See, I, I get Karen. Karen, you know, is always going to take the higher road. She's always going to be a better person. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad that the other women like Candace, like Wendy, I, I'm glad their take is sort of similar to Karen's when it comes to Mia. It's like, sure, the post was confusing, but like, if I really cared, I would have called her and I didn't. So I'm not going to talk about something I don't have enough information about. And that's sort of my thing with Karen and with Robin. If y'all really, or not Karen, Giselle and Robin, if you guys cared, you would have picked up the phone. Yeah. But you don't. So that's fine. Just don't have an opinion about it. Don't sound off and immediately assume that Mia is lying about it or, you know, Again, if Mia is on this platform and she was freaked out about the fact that she doesn't know what's going on with her and just wanted to share that, like, let it go. Let it go. It was a fun moment seeing Katie again. I don't know if fun is the word I would use. She still looks like she's not doing great. She seems a little out of sorts, a little wackadoodle. Well, she's had, she's been through a lot. I she's know. been through a I know, lot. But like, that's why I think she should not be on reality tv i don't think but i think it was good that she was there and showed her face and kind of was reconnecting with the ladies and it was it was funny when she went up to ray because of what ray said last season that was cute also though and i know we're gonna get into we're gonna get to giselle's messiness later and i i'm not even bringing up giselle yet because i've got a lot of bone to pick with her but i will say this was just a small example of what giselle does and what she does later in the episode to candace on a way worse level but like She'll bait people into doing something inappropriate and then call them out. And you know what I mean? So she's like, oh, Katie and Ray, Katie and Ray. And then Katie goes over and messes with Ray and she goes, oh, my God, how Katie, how could she? Oh, my God. And then Ray, oh, my God. Just you can't help yourself. You're so unhappy and so insecure and want to deflect from you and all of your messiness with your like sham of a marriage that you had that you're willing to put anyone, everyone else under anyone and everyone under the bus. Anyway, we're going to get to that later all right i am glad to see you know candace and ashley have their little moment like it who, really makes my heart happy i mean what it, i think it was ashley no it was candace who was saying it's all about vibes like if you're i never thought you know if there was anything but vibes like it was it was if you're a good person michael. you'll bring it back yeah it's it's all uh, that's the truth is like michael darby makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable you understandably know, so a hundred percent and i understand them wanting to kind of keep their distance so i'm glad that now ashley is kind of breaking free from this the other women are bringing her in and accepting her because it's like girl we know and we're here for you and we want you to be part of the group a hundred percent speaking of candace it's good to see her and her sister her sister's living with her while she gets her house done i was yes. like okay um, casual. someone get candace a potato peeler for the love of god watching her try to peel those potatoes with a, a kitchen knife Someone help her, please. <laughs> Come on, sis. You're living with her now, please. But, but it, um, it's good to see them connect because I know, you know, the mother is 
a whole other beast that they both had to deal with. So it's good to see them connecting and living together and enjoying each other and having that family. And I just loved when she was like, yeah, and I'm trying to be someone's mom. And this is was like, girl, what? I know. <laughs> like, it's another thing on your plate. Yeah. So it was fun. I also liked seeing, um, Ashley. I like, oh, I, by the way, I like that the women are bringing in their other friends. friends yes. Um, it was nice to see, uh, Ashley and her friend Deborah hang out. That baby was so cute. So cute. And I'm, again, I'm glad that Ashley has these people in her life that are just kind of bringing her back down to earth being like, Michael is only going to keep you to keep from having to pay for you. Yeah. Because your divorce will be expensive and you will be taking a lot of his money, which you so rightly deserve, Ashley. But if he can keep you just hanging on enough to where you won't go through with the legal ramifications of divorcing him so that he doesn't have to pay you out, he'll do it. Yeah. He'll emotionally manipulate you till no end. So, again, keep on her, guys. Keep on Ashley. She deserves better. We have not seen him once on screen, and I'm wondering if we ever will this season. No, I think he's off. And at one point she said something like something about owing Michael something. And I just want to be like, you don't owe Michael a goddamn thing. You keep going on TikTok. You keep shaking your thing and enjoying yourself. You don't owe Michael a thing. And speaking of Ashley and Michael, um, Ashley has um, possibly has a new boo. Um, Wait, really? in Luke. <gasps> oh, man. So at BravoCon, she was asked kind of who she thought was hot, and she I thought said, he was asked who he would, and I thought Luke said Ashley. Well, they both they both mentioned each other, I mean, and then at Tom Sandoval's big event, my long lost brother, I literally screenshotted a photo of Tom Sandoval the other day, and I literally was going to show it to twins you right now because we literally look identical. Tell me this isn't me. Oh my god! So I wish one we had a camera. Actually, I wish we were filming right now. You might want to share that on our social. I. I saw this photo and I, I thought it was a photo of me. And I was like, I, didn't, I don't remember posting, but it's Tom Sandoval. Oh, that's so um, funny. But yeah, they, I, I guess they asked her if something happened. And she said, a girl doesn't kiss and tell. But we, you know, we had a couple drinks and they were vibing. So I'm obsessed. I'm here for it. One Karen quote that I wanted to bring up because it's not related to anything else is when she was talking about her breast reduction. She was like, I didn't really need any more confidence, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's classic grandam. Let's talk about, let's get, let's get to the, 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 I guess the issue here, which is Giselle, the Ashley text from Chris and all of that. First and foremost, I get why Ashley was like, this is weird. She did not know Chris worked at the W and he was like at 2 a.m. If you got a text, like you should have come to the W because he saw her out and about it all. I, I totally understand why he did it. And that situation. But I appreciate Ashley coming to Candace and saying, you came to me. You let me, you let me know if, if you saw this in Chris's phone and we're like, what the heck is this? I didn't want it to be something that comes between us because we are doing good right now. Totally. Totally. And, And I like Candace being like, I think it's a reach that you were trying to do this, but like, I appreciate, you know, the sentiment. This is a bridge. I 100% get Chris being like, you should come by because I'm just starting up as general manager of the W to have people like you at my party, at my events, at the bar. And again, Boost. he, I'm, and I want to just say, he did not DM her, guys. She was out and about late at night and saw her story, and then he responded to that saying, you should have come to the W. But yeah. it was a reply to a story, which, yes, ends up in your DMs, but he did not DM her out like you know what I'm saying he out and about yeah I I just 
I, I again, I'm 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 with Candace. I'm like I'm going to assume that Ashley is trying to build a bridge and that it's not a whatever. Like it's very different from what Giselle is doing. Yeah, and even Ashley was like, I don't, I you know. It's it was weird, but like but now I, that I know that he works there, and now that like it it makes, it makes sense, sense to me. And like, listen, I I'm really not a Giselle. I realized watching this episode, I've never been a fan of Giselle. I really have not been a fan of her. Like I've I've been a fan of who she is for the show because she's great yeah. for Potomac, but I'm really have never been a fan of hers, and I'm really not a fan of Robin's either. However, I give Robin a ton Props. of kudos yes. and credit for being like. Giselle, you are reaching a thousand percent. He has, he's like a brother to us. He's like a friend to us. We know that he works at the W. We know that he's trying to get this off the ground. It, nothing about that seems suspect. And her also bringing up the reunion last year and being like, once my man left and he knew he came into my room late at night with my glam squad gone. And Robin immediately jumped in saying, he did not touch you. He did not say anything inappropriate. He was just he venting. He was just venting and he was, a, he was a little overserved. Stop. You got, again, you guys have a relationship where you guys are buddies now. Yeah. And even sitting with her in the dance studio and Candace immediately going like, we're not like, this is a bullshit narrative that you're trying to perpetuate. Candace fired back with all of the same things that Robin had said and Giselle kept, oh, oh, I don't have a problem with Chris. Like, oh no, I I totally agree. It's exactly, you're just trying to start shit. And I love Candace being like, where's my producer? Where's my producer? We're not doing this. If we're going to talk about a deceitful, cheating, scamming, disgusting husband, we got Michael Darby for that. We're not, I loved it. I loved it so hard. I also loved Robin being like, I feel for the girl, but I love the promo she's doing wearing my embellished hat in this scene. She's like, this is great promo for my hat. Hilarious. That was a social media thing if y'all haven't seen it. It was I'm, hilarious. I mean, she's got to do um, what she's got to do. And honestly, I'm honestly good for Candace. I like how Robin was like, if you're trying to have a baby, why are you freezing your eggs? She's like, because if I want to have a second and in in when I'm 40 or another child later, I want the th- eggs that I have now. They're yeah. the best eggs I can have. And yeah. <laughs> I liked, I liked Giselle going, yeah, they're going to get scrambled. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It was like, but it's, it's true. It's like she's investing in her future. She knows that she wants to have a family. And, you know, she can try now and save some for later. Right. Well, and I, I don't think, and I genuinely don't think Robin knows anything about any of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, Giselle is reaching. Giselle You're needs to calm down. You're full of crap. I'm it's, sorry. I mean, it comes back to, you know, it's, it's, she has her problems with Jamal and everyone's going to keep bringing up, you know, Jamal slept with other women, had children with other women. Had whole other families you behind You were on back. and off again with him for years. Like, coming after Ashley and Candace. Yes. About stuff that it's does projection. not involve you. And it's projection. It, it's, oh, my God. It, like, it, it it felt very Rinna. It reeked of Lisa Rinna vibes, I gotta yeah. say. Um, all otherwise, I thought the heels class was great. I'm glad Wendy could join us. Uh, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I love her for trying. LOL. God, it was so good to watch. And I'm ex- again, I love when we talk about this all the time. I love when a show ends on the to be continued when it's actually going to be a to be continued. So I'm excited to see what we what how this is handled. But now I understand why Candace and Giselle are on Ultimate Girls Trip where friends are fighting. Oh, if I were if I were Candace, I'd be pissed at Giselle. Yeah. So mad. Yikes. So glad they're back. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So glad Potomac is back. It's only episode two and we're already firing. Already firing. Uh, What do you want to do now? We've got our two favorites next. 
Do you want to do Beverly Hills or Salt Lake first? I think we should end with Salt Lake because it's, again, cream of the crop. Okay. Beverly right. Hills, part two it. of the reunion, part two of three. We still have not got Kathy yet. She's going to come next episode. Um, but this started off with the end of the part of Diana. And if Diana was a housewife, she should have been there the whole time. I I don't think – I hate to be like this, but I don't think she had COVID. I think she just didn't want to show her face because she was going to be taken to, you know, the stand the entire Garcelle time. would have eviscerated her – Way more than she already did had Diana been present, and Diana knew that. Um, She's a coward. C-word is definitely worse than evil. I feel like that w- the the women jumping on Diana's side and seeing how hurt Garcelle was from that scene that these women really don't care about her at no, all. No, they do not. They actually want to destroy her. They want to destroy her and Crystal because I think they're— And Sutton. Well— because Sutton's on their side. Because Sutton is the only one out of there who realizes, hey, you know what? I need to sit down and shut up and listen because I don't know what's going on here. And we're going to get into this more towards the end with the whole microaggressions thing. And yes. how these women are. And I get what Erica was We'll get into this. But I get what Erica was saying on her end as well. And I think that's why they're so afraid. Um, but Diana just did not want to be, you know, taken to the fire, taken to the flame. No. At all. And this whole... We're, again, we've been watching these shows for a long time. Years. We're smarter than you think, Diana. So you saying, oh, I'm going to, I filed a John Doe lawsuit in LA County because we're going to find out who did this, yada, yada, yada. It's smoke like, and mirrors, this baby. This is smoke and mirrors and performative because I said immediately, oh, flat, fast forward and this lawsuit gets pulled. And then you mentioned that at BravoCon, we were supposed to find out, like, we it was coming up that we were supposed to find out. Garcelle who- said that she was going to be getting information. Literally, like, one of the, I think Saturday or Sunday, she was supposed to be getting information about who did the bots. That information has not come out yet. And people on the internet are speculating the reason it hasn't come out yet is because it is one of the ladies. And it Bravo evolve, is figuring yes. out how to handle this. Yes. I, I'm sorry, but like it, it, I mean, again, I won't, you know, we will believe it when we see it, but the evidence is piling up. It don't you look know? good. It does not. And I just, I thought Sutton handled herself so well this episode. Like she took accountability for what she said about uh, Dorit and that got, you know, resolved right away. Mm-hmm. But she didn't let Rena off the hook for being a complete and utter monster to her all season for no reason the thing i'm glad that you know i know i make fun of you about the fierce fox five whatever thing but i'm so glad that multiple times this episode the loyalty of those four women kyle rena dorit and erica there is a a psychotic like blind loyalty that those four exercise and yet they come after sutton and garcelle for having a friendship they come after uh, Crystal and Sutton for having a friendship. It's like, you guys are way worse. You guys sweep way more shit under the rug. You let the other women get away with so much more than uh, Garcelle or Sutton or Crystal. And I am I thought Sutton did a great job holding her own and not letting anyone run all over her. This and Oh, totally. I loved it. I mean, she the pain in her eyes at certain commercial breaks was very visible and yeah, Andy really didn't help her out too much. And I, you know, he is, it, it's obvious where his loyalties lie. He laughs with Rena and Erica. But I think his loyalty is more with Erica and Kyle. Yeah. 
Because I think he really did, he did come nail Rena. I think a little he's bit. gonna continue to nail Rena next. But part yeah, as he well. loves Erica. He and I guess people were like, "Oh, Erica and Rena are gone next season. They're totally gone. This is the end." And people were saying after BravoCon, he could not say enough good things on Radio Andy about both Rena and Erica. Uh, so I don't think they're going anywhere. I mean, which I, makes sense. I'd like to have them as the villains of next season. But I, I, I want. Yolanda back. I want LVP back. I want Denise back. I want well. Them, I want them all back. Kathy said she's not going to come back unless there's changes in the cast. So right now, Bravo is having to decide: is Kathy worth it? Which I think yes. I think Kathy's worth it. I think that getting rid of Rena and bringing back these other women that were that were pushed out by Rena. I I I'm sorry. That's well, great television. Put her. Uh, Rena even said, "Put her on pause." She won't take accountability for anything, and she even said herself, put her on pause. I say take her for her word and put her on pause. Well, you know, as much as I don't like LVP, I like Lisa Vanderpump. I don't like LVP. I make that very clear every time. Yes, you do. Um, I love that Garcelle and her are kind of clinking oh, glasses. I love it, and too. I love it so You know, they're, they're making plans. They're becoming friends. Speaking of Garcelle, I think it's – amazingly brave of her to bring up her Cosby story. Oh my goodness. It does not sound very different from these other women that have come forward, except for the fact that she was able to get away before mm-hmm. anything irreparable happened. Um, Garcelle, I think handled again. I think she handled herself very well this episode too. I think that she stood by her friend Sutton did mention that Sutton sometimes is a little insensitive and makes things about her when she doesn't really mean to, but still stuck by her friend and still held Rinna and Kyle and Lisa's feet to the fire. Um, I'm a little, I don't know why I'm so, I'm kind of getting disappointed at Doree. I think some of her takes are a little loyalist to get into the fierce Fox, yeah, whatever. But that's just because she has, I mean, she has to be, who does she have beyond? I that? think that, yeah, I think she, I do think, I, I do think she's smart to just be like, you know what? This is not my season. Well, I, I we already talked about the break in. I'm good. We don't need, I don't need to. Well, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see her loyalties change a bit because Erica Jane was asked or Erica Girardi, let's call her by her name, that name Girardi. <laughs> um, she was asked at BravoCon <gasps> who she thought the next couple would be that would get divorced. And she said Dorit and PK. And honestly, as much as I used to, you know, make fun of whom the man I formerly used to call Piggy King, um, PK, uh, Piggy King and Doritos is what I used to call them. And I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, I've grown to love you both. He posted, he, Erica thought her husband was innocent Erica thought the ankle was more important than the brain. Erica thought uh, something about, thought the earrings were meant to be kept. And he was like a little bit, Erica thinks, now Erica thinks me and Dorit are on the rocks. Here's a little bit of management advice. Stop thinking. I I mean, I thought it was, amazing. I thought it was brilliant. Um, small, dis- small disclaimer. Uh, I was not Eddie from New York that had the question for Rena, even though I should have been the, <laughs> I heard Eddie from New York has a question for you, Lisa Rena. I was like, not me. I just want to say, even though, you know, Andy, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, that, I didn't even think of that. That home. is hilarious. Um, and yeah, I'm just really glad that, cause I, I do think that Andy is really quick to kind of come after, I mean, not come after, but he's really quick to 
you know, save the original girls and kind of let Garcelle Sutton and Crystal hanging a little bit. But I will say I'm glad that he came for Rinna and her social media. Because I, th- I, that, I think, is her big, one of her biggest problems. Yeah. And she has said some things that are not, that you can't really take back, which include the, we can't come after Garcelle because she's black comments. And yeah. I'm glad that that got brought up because, and Garcelle, of course, because she is so amazing, you know, kind of goes, yes, there are times when people come after the women for no reason. Uh, yes. But when you, I think this whole group is learning that you say things to certain people and whether they are black, they're Jewish, they're transgender, they're gay, they're, the lens is going to be different and we might perceive things differently. And that I think is what Crystal was saying the whole time. And I'm glad that she spoke up because I think that's what she, her delivery may have been bad months ago, but Crystal's whole thing was what Sutton said to me before that we have made up for and that we, you know, to me, it all sounded like a microaggression. It wasn't, we've, we've worked it out. But, like, it's the same thing as what Kyle and Garcelle went through when and Kyle I made those like, charity comments. And I didn't like Kyle being like, it's not the same. And it's like, Kyle, you don't know that. You don't know that. Kyle, you have never lived in an experience other than privilege. Yes. And but the, and again, they are talking about two different things. Like, Kyle it's harping on the fact that Crystal was implying that other things were said that weren't brought to light. But Crystal's already said, no, I didn't mean that. That was wrong. What I'm trying to say is this. That's but why Kyle's I felt. walls up and is not going to hear it any other way. And I I understand what Erica Girardi said when See, she said. See, this is the only time I've agreed with Erica this whole season. She says, things are moving kind of fast. You know, there's, there's some changes that we have to make. And there these, is a generational gap. Here. Yes. Yes. And these small changes, if we don't change... There are big consequences, which it's true. You know, you say the wrong thing and everyone's going to come after you for it. Right. We do have to have some grace for people. We do have to have not some. We do need to have grace for people who are learning and growing and trying to understand. But that is a completely different case of someone than someone saying, no, you're not right. No, I don't believe that. Exactly. It's like there's. There needs to be care on both sides. Like, yeah. don't be quick to cancel someone. Don't be quick to just completely ruin their lives because of one thing they said or thought once upon a time. However, we need to see a genuine effort from people like Kyle, like Lisa, like Dorit, like Erica yeah. being like, I don't get it, but I want to get it. And I will I'll keep, I will talk less and listen more. Exactly. That's all we want to hear. Uh, that lovely compromise there is all we should be striving for is meeting in the middle. Yeah, and honestly, Kyle, a lot of bad on Kyle this episode. I mean, between that and then also her denying that she did anything wrong with Sutton that night and that she wasn't aggressive and, like, I I didn't mean to deny your miscarriages. And Sutton's like, no, you're not listening to me either. Kyle doesn't listen at all. No, Kyle is so far up her own ass. I hate to say it. Thinking she's the star of Halloween Ends. Honey, I saw the movie last night. You were in it for five minutes. Which... I'm mad that she was only in it for that, but that's a whole other thing. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but I agree. She's just, she's lost her way a little bit. What I will say though, is she's more willing to go, just not too much more, but she's a little more willing than the other women to go. I fucked up. That looks bad. I shouldn't have done that. I'm hoping that she can kind of come back to center next season. Well, I hope, 
Kathy is the one that brings her there. Oh, and based on the preview for next week, Rena, you were not ready for Kathy. You were absolutely not ready. And see, I want to say this again. I keep saying it, but Doree, Kyle, and Erica and Rena really miscalculated. Yeah. They thought they were they untouchable. Really they thought that Sutton was easy pickings. Everyone hated her. She was the villain and that they could do whatever they want to her. And similarly, Erica and Rena thought, oh, Kathy is only a friend of. People don't know enough about her to where we can spread enough shit that she can get caught up in all of the mess too. They did not expect Sutton to come back and fight back and everyone rally around her. And they were not ready for Kathy. Kathy is coming Packed with heat. She is ready. I, I loved, cannot wait next week. I loved Kathy going, well, didn't, weren't you the one who said, oh, I hear you. I, I, I basically agreeing with her. Yeah. And Kathy's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that I was ready I to ruin Kyle, things. but I said other things. I'll own what I said. I'm ready for it. I, again, they did not know who they're messing with. I no. can't wait. I love Kathy Hilton. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I do. I do. I do too. Okay. Should we get into Salt Lake City? <sighs> You lost me forever. You lost me. Wow. Like, wowie, 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 wowie. I think I understand Whitney is going through a lot right now. Yes. Saying that. She should not be drinking as much as she is. She is over-serving herself, and I, I get it's a coping mechanism, but... Honey. Honey. Again, time after time, Whitney has legitimate points, and people will always discredit her if there's a drink in her hand. So... Whitney for a while, just in this moment, let's pull it back a little bit on the drinking, just so that you can stand firmly in what you're saying and people can't just write you off because you're drunk. Yes. You know? Uh, we'll get into what we actually think happened between Heather. I Because I, we talked about it later, but I do think, and Heather kind of threw herself under the bus at Whiskey Row, which yes. we have also both been to Whiskey Row before. We've I'm both pretty been sure to- I have because I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain – my sister Kelly's bachelorette weekend was in Scottsdale. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Scottsdale. Or was it Phoenix? I, I actually, I'm now sorry, I'm not sure. But it looked very similar. I'm sure there's multiple, But that's too. what I'm saying. I'm sure there's multiple bars like that. Well, when Arizona. I went, it was, so my dad and my sisters, their birthdays are the 15th and 16th of March. And so my sister's 21st birthday was my dad's 50th. Oh, so fun. we went and did spring training for the A's and the Giants because those are our home teams, and we saw spring training. And then we went out on my sister's 21st birthday part of the night to Whiskey Row. That is so fun. So it was fun to see that place and be like, oh, I've been there. But um, I, I well, first of all, I loved Arizona Steaks. Rest in peace. Um, the twerking instructor. Crystal Pussy. Uh, is also her makeup artist. This girl's just looking to be famous. A hundred percent. And I'm like, honey. I just wanted to bring her up briefly just to give her her two seconds. And then Whitney and her siblings, it was really great to see this. I think that what Whitney's going through is real. And I think it's very raw. And I think that's why we're seeing just a lot coming from her at the moment. Lots emanating from her, from herself. Yeah. Uh, But I think it was also very healing for her to sit with her siblings to kind of uh, share their experiences. Um, and it sounds like there's one or two relatives in particular that really hurt them a lot. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that Winnie is kind of coming into her own, um, as messy as it is. I, 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 I really, I, I feel for her and I think she's doing a good job. All things considered. Yeah. I mean, it clearly, they the father or someone in the father's family has damaged all of these kids kids 
And it's so nice to them be them be like, it's okay to just let it go and just be strong and move on. We are here to support you and whatever. Yeah. And hurt people hurt people. And we don't want you to continue the cycle because you have to let it go. You have to move on. You have to accept the trauma and then find your family, your community, and your love. Because if you just hold the evil inside, it's only going to bring more evil, which is what Halloween Ends was about. But we won't get into that. <laughs> but this is a clear... I understand what it was about. I just didn't think that they did a good job executing their idea. That's okay. all I'm going to say. We'll talk more about on Highbrow Lowbrow. Okay. So we get to... Okay. The next morning with Lisa. Well, the Lisa and Meredith hug. You know, a burrito and some Kit Kats can do wonders. Can do wonders. <laughs> and it, re- it it got me. It definitely yeah. got me. Well, and I'm sorry, but like great filmmaking. You had... You had Heather and Whitney, who were not still not talking, still were not have not spoken about what happened the night before. You had them apart in the frame, and then in between them, just in the foreground or in the background, were was the hug between Lisa and Meredith. It was cinematic genius. Two friends possibly reuniting, two friends now divided, like beautiful way way to go. Whoever whoever the 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 director of photography was in that scene, bravo, bravo. Uh, I. The more we talk about Jen's trial, the it, more... It makes me sick. It kind of makes me kind of... Gro- it makes me yeah. sick to my stomach. It makes me kind of sick to my stomach because we know what's coming. And just to skip to the end real quick, because when we'll go back to the dinner at um, Whiskey, whatever it's called. First of all, I, I hate Meredith, but the FBI hats and With the, or- the orange. orange pajamas, that is hilarious, kind of fucking hilarious and brilliant. But reminding us that she's a lawyer and that she kind of has a little more insight on the whole situation and her kind of being like Stuart Stuart, pleading guilty and him cooperating and him actually offering more information to where he actually was charged with some more crimes. It just doesn't look good for Jen. And why would he, and Heather, (laughs) I know you're friends with Jen, but like, kind of being like, how could Stuart betray Jen sort of was the tone of the conversation. It's like, no, no, no. Stewart's just kind of owning up to what he did, which was really messed up. And he's trying to save himself because he has a wife and kids too. Yeah. And if he, if him telling the truth and cooperating is going to lessen his sentence that he can be there for his family, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And I'm sorry, but if Jen was the mastermind here, like what do you expect him to do? Yeah. So it's dark and it's only going to get darker. I'm really impressed with the women for being there, for being so steadfast and being such good friends to her, all things considered. Honestly, yeah, it really shows a testament to who they are and their character. Um, but yeah, Jen leaves, even though the trip was supposed to be for her. And these four ladies go to Whiskey Row and they go around the table to uh, say one al- word. Always a bad thing to do. It's always a bad always thing. Yeah. A bad thing. Let's go around the table and say our, share our thoughts and it feelings. It was love, peace, friendship, and Honesty. Which was said by Whitney. Yes. Now, Whitney and Heather were already on the rocks a little bit this morning because Whitney went in and ripped up their friendship card. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's drunk, uh, blacked out, blacked out. <gasps> Mascara askew, hair a mess. Runs into Heather's room and I know how to get her. Jumps, I know out, how to jumps get her out of her deep sleep. And like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I know how to do this. I know how to get her back. And just rips up the paper and throws it. And I love just the shot of Heather piecing together the little puzzle in the morning, being like, oh, well, here we go. (laughs) And so Whitney, you know, kind of calls Heather out 
and says like, I really felt like you weren't there for me. And I really felt like it was unfair for you to call me a liar and not just say that what I, what I said was true. Yeah. And Heather kind of, kind of threw herself under the bus a little bit because she said, it's not fair for me to hear some, or why is it not okay that I hear something, put it out of my mind because I don't want to perpetuate something that I don't believe is true, which is fair. But you heard something. But you heard something. That's Whitney's point, is that you were with her when Angie said these rumors. All you ever had to say was, yes, I was there when Angie said it, but I don't believe it, so I didn't repeat it. And that's what you should be doing, too. Heather, you'd be coming out smelling like roses. Yeah, but Heather was like, no, you're a liar. I was never there. I never said those things. And it's like, well... No, you were. It's okay if you didn't believe them, and that's why you put something out of your mind. But that's not what Whitney's point is. Yeah, you're acting like Whitney's pulling this out of thin air, which she's not. And yeah, it's it's not a good look for Heather, honestly. As I'm, I I feel bad for Whitney because I'm like, yeah, I know I would feel like shit too if you were like, no, the one person that I'm like, I think I could trust in the group, right? And be like no, you're a liar and be like, what? Like, no, you were there. Why are you trying to throw me under the bus? Yeah. Like you're supposed to be on my side. Yeah. And at BravoCon people were, so the panel for BravoCon was literally just Lisa Whitney on one side, Meredith and Heather on the other side. Yeah. And I think Meredith and, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing though, but I believe Meredith and Lisa are cool. No, they're not. They brought up all this stuff about the video again. Motherfucker. Okay. Um, but I got to say, I'm team Whitney and Lisa. I, I'm sorry. Too. Don't like Meredith. And it's going to take a lot for me to get her back on my good graces. I don't I care if Lisa defends her. Also, I have to I have to LOL. People were coming after Brooks on social media because they posted a photo, a video on BravoCon of Gia Riley with Brooks in the middle and they said all grown up and people were like grown up we just met Brooks we don't care I, yeah again like don't put yourself <laughs> in the same campus all of these other kids that have been here since the dawn of time yeah you're you've been here for two seconds and no one gives a shit like let's not <laughs> let's not and where I think Heather really messed up is to me yes I thought this was just a healing weekend period Jen's stuff being very much a big part of it but we also wanted Lisa and Meredith to make up. And then Whitney had also said, like, I have some stuff that I need to work through, too. And I need to work through it with my friends. So for Heather to go so harsh on her and say, your shit is not nearly as important, doesn't even matter. Like, I think she said something like, your, like, don't compare your stuff to Jen's. Like, Jen's stuff really matters. Yeah. Jen's really going through something. Her stuff really matters. Your stuff doesn't matter. No, girl. It looks even worse knowing that Jen is guilty and it's, you know what I'm saying? And Whitney's actually going through some trauma. But again, I think it also goes to back to where Heather is, can, Heather is just now at her age getting used to expressing herself and her feelings and not letting her religion that's really poisoned her life yeah. get in front of her. But it really, like, her Mormonism came, her Mormon trauma came full force this episode. Like, I don't like talk about feelings. All we talk about is feelings. And she doesn't want to deal with the Whitney stuff because no. it's going to unearth a lot of trauma for Heather, too. It is. It's just, it's it, to me, it looks, that's it's clear as day that's what's going on. Here. Yeah. It's, it's scary for her. Yeah. Whitney is a trigger for her now. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, 
God, this episode. These, these women are so good. I'm ready for it. I love it. I love Salt Lake. Again, we're only like a few episodes in. and we It's are like three piped. episodes in. We are off We're already races. on a trip. There's already divisions in the group that we never thought were going to happen. Again, OC, Jersey, it, oh. New, New York, when you come back with the new ladies, like take some notes. Potomac and Salt Lake are delivering. I do want to say a lot of people are out there being like, take it back, New York. We don't want to see it. I am excited for New York. I'm excited to see what comes. You know, we have to give it a chance. We weren't we weren't sure about when Salt Lake was coming out. Our huge our motto lately has been if you have not seen it, heard it, read it, experienced it for yourself in person, don't, don't have an sound opinion. Off. I mean, yeah. you can have one, but it's hollow and it's uninformed. Yeah. Just sit back until you see something. Enjoy it. I went and saw Halloween Ends last night fully knowing it might be bad and I saw it and guess what? I still thought it was bad, but I still Went and saw it. Now I can have I can say something about it. And you know? I saw it, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and, we, I, and we did get into a little bit about it. <laughs> absolutely loved it. I cannot understand how you absolutely loved it. Because I get it. We will the girls it. who get it get it. The girls Tune who don't. Tune into eyebrow low brow next week. We'll we will absolutely cover this. I'm sure it'll be my highbrow low my low brow moment. I'm sure it'll be your highbrow moment. Okay. Um, we mentioned it all. Sicky. As can be. I know this made me feel so much better. I know. Actually, I can. Yeah, my nose has been draining this entire time because I'm just like releasing all of the ickiness. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, folks, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. That would be SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, Spotify, all of the things. And on the social media, follow us at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And we will see y'all next time. Mm, goodbye. <laughs>